Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko flying solo on this Tuesday episode of Super Bowl week, but you can find everything that I am doing as well as my regular co-host David Harrison over at Bucks nation.com make sure you follow along on twitter at locked on bucks at jarco underscore bucks at d harrison 82 and at bucks underscore nation would like to welcome in all of our returning as well as our new listeners if you are new to the locked on bucks podcast we welcome you we are excited to bring you super bowl 55 week content and we would appreciate it if you'd go ahead and hammer that subscribe button. And if you have time, leave us a five-star review and help other Buccaneers fans like you find us. Lots going on in the Buccaneers world. Of course, today kicked off media day. And uh, David and I had the honor of being in those media rooms, bouncing around from player to player. I was in the Buccaneers rooms. David, was uh, he was bouncing around with the Chiefs players. So... We're going to have lots of that kind of content coming up here in the next couple of days. And I was I was lucky enough to be able to ask Shaq Barrett a, a question that I felt was, was kind of important and I was really very curious about. And there were only a couple of guys I could have asked this to. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and play the question that I, that I asked Shaquille Barrett and, and his response. And we'll dive a little bit deeper into that. Shaq, congratulations. You've been in this game before, Jason, Pierre, Paul, Rob, and, and Tom, obviously. There's a lot of guys in this locker room without playoff experience until this year. What have you guys done to kind of bring them along and, and kind of teach them what it takes to continue to progress and hopefully win Super Bowl 55? It was uh, from day one of the band in the playoffs, like – you, you couldn't tell that these guys haven't been here before. Like, they all had the energy. They had the focus. Mindset was right. Like, Von Levante, he he been doing it. Like, it seemed like it seemed like he'd been here before. He'd been leading this. Him, Devin, JPP, like, Leonard Fournette haven't been to the Super Bowl, but he been stepping up, saying stuff. Like, everybody who's been here before has been doing that part and making sure everybody understand, like, what's at stake here and the team been feeding off of been listening and been following. And that's why we, uh, where we at right now. This is the exact kind of answer that I wanted to hear. And I, I had tried to ask this question to Jason Pierre, Paul, there were some difficulties, uh, inside of Jason Pierre, Paul's room. So things got off to a late start and, and some things were a little bit jumbled, but I was able to, to get in with Shaq relatively quickly. And this was the kind of answer I was looking for. I didn't want to hear about how, you know, there was a lot of coaching up or a lot of advice being given to some of these guys that didn't have playoff experience. I wanted to hear that players like Levante David were stepping up and they've acted like they, you know, they'd been in the playoffs every year of their career. Because to me, that's what it's going to take for the Buccaneers to be able to win this game. you know, Not solely, but a big part of it is going to be their ability to go in there and not let the moment be too big for them. Now, it's been that way so far through the playoffs. You you play the wild card round, the divisional round, and then the NFC Championship. I mean, that's a pretty big moment. And it hasn't looked too big for any of them yet, but the Super Bowl is a whole nother realm of big so you have to continue to hope that that mentality, that attitude, that preparation 
it all continues for players like like Levante, Mike, Chris Godwin, Ronald Jones, Ali Marpet. You know, the list could go on and on. I was I was speaking with my son before I started recording, and he goes, "With Dad, you know, this team has tons of playoff experience." And I said, "Name them." Name the players that have playoff experience. And there's about 40 guys that don't until this year. So it is a real thing. It is something that can cause you to kind of get inside your own head. You almost wonder if that's where some of the problems with Chris Godwin and the drops have come in, that this isn't normal football anymore. This isn't week 11. This isn't week four. This isn't even week 17. This is the postseason. And if you lose, you're done. You're done until July when when training camp will begin. And and you wonder if a lot of that going into this game against the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs, you wonder if that gets to them. You hope that it doesn't. But it was reassuring to hear Shaq Barrett talk about how these guys are coming in there looking like they've been in the playoffs years and years and years before because they're just ready. And there's that maturity level there. So I I loved to hear that. It was a great answer by Shaq. I'm excited to go ahead and continue on uh, into media week and uh, you know being being able to speak to some of the players. I know coming up today as you're listening, it's going to be the running backs. It's going to be the corners. Uh, Cameron Brait, Ryan Suckup will all be available. So excited to talk to the grave diggers, if you will. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to uh, to bring some more to the podcast on tomorrow's episode from that. But coming up in just a moment, we are going to dive into those exact grave diggers and, and the corners for the Buccaneers and some words from Tyreek Hill about what he plans to do to the Buccaneers secondary. But first, we have to give a shout out to some friends of ours. Look. The Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. We got 60 minutes of football left in the NFL season, but with the Super Bowl, it comes your regular betting, your your point spreads, your over-unders, your money lines, but then you also get the prop bets. Is the coin toss going to be heads or tails, over or under, on the national anthem? You know, how many songs is the weekend going to play during the halftime show? Who has more rushing yards, Ronald Jones or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? All kinds of prop bets and all those things you can find over with our friends at betonline.ag. That's right. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action don't forget to use promo code locked on to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts more from the first day of media coverage from super bowl 55 week coming up in just a minute here on the locked on bucks podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day We are covering everything you need to know about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So segment one, we talked about Shaq Barrett's comments on on how the Buccaneers are addressing this postseason run, how they are able to adapt to playoff football without that playoff experience. But 
as I said, they're going up against the defending champs, and there's pretty much everybody on the other side of the field that not only has playoff experience, not only has Super Bowl experience, but has Super Bowl rings. And we had a question come in on our voicemail line asking about the Buccaneers' defense and how they're going to be able to attack these Chiefs' wide receivers. Yo, what's going on, Bucks Nation? Uh, it's your boy Mo Mackin uh, from San Jose, California. I just got a question for y'all. We've seen Carlton Davis. We've seen Sean Murphy Bunting. We've seen our DBs play great press coverage. They have locked down some great receivers and some good uh, quarterbacks. So, with the speed of the Chiefs, do you think Todd Bowles is going to do a little bit more of the press? Or you think he's going to go back to that seven yards off the ball play zone and see what uh, Patrick Mahomes can do? I uh, love the show, man. Bucks Nation in the Super Bowl. Let's get hyped. I can't yell right now because I'm at work. But I just want y'all to know I'm I'm super juiced and I I love the show, man. Let's uh, let's keep it going, Bucks Nation, baby. Thank you very much for the call, and it's a great question because it's a question that a lot of us have been asking since this matchup was set a little over a week ago, and Tyreek Hill spoke about what he was able to do against the Buccaneers the first time around, what he plans on doing the second time around. So real quick, let's listen to what Tyreek had to say, and then we're going to get into that conversation just a little bit. Well, my ability to just you know create separation and routes you know, um, and just to just blow by people sometimes. Um, that's what I did the first game, and that's what I'm going to kind of lean on, you know, the second game, you know, just my ability, you know, just to run by guys. You know, now I know they got some very physical corners, some very tall corners, you know, and some very good corners, you know, but, I mean, I feel like I'm, like, I, I feel like that's what the weight room for. Like, I'm in the weight room, you know, so. They try to jam me, I probably, you know, run right through it or something like that. But the second game, man, I'm just hoping I can do the same thing. You know, just let me go and get that 269, three touchdowns, and then I can, you know, win MVP. Come on, guys, let me get that, please. I said please. So that was Tyreek Hill. He plans on doing exactly what he did the first time. If they try to jam him, he's going to run through him. He plans on speeding past everybody. He plans on getting, you know, 269, two touchdowns in the MVP. That's what Tyreek Hill had to say. And it, it it's the joy of fan bases, right? I was on Twitter, and I'm checking out the responses to these comments from Chiefs fans. And they loved it. You know, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. This is awesome. You know, that's that's Tyreek, baby. And, you know, go get him, Cheetah, and all that stuff. But then Jason Pierre-Paul was asked a question about the, uh, the tackle that he would be going up against. And he cut the reporter off. Uh, Herbie from, um, you know, he covers the Kansas City Chiefs, friend of David's, great guy. And JPP flat out says, I don't even know who you're talking about. And I don't care. I don't care. I am going in there to play in the Super Bowl. I trust what I can do. I trust my skills. I trust my technique. And if that's a backup, then that's their problem. They need to figure that out because I'm going to win. And Chiefs fans, you know, of course they make their, he, you know, blew off his hand comments and, you know, he had no impact in the first game and, you know, he should know about this guy and and yada, yada, yada. So, 
it's amazing that they they took Jason Pierre-Paul's words as bulletin board material, but then Tyreek basically says, "I'm I'm going to roast the Buccaneers' corners," and that's that's cool. You know, that's that's cheetah being cheetah, baby. So for a secondary that has taken to heart that preseason ranking of being the 32nd secondary in the NFL, Carmen talked about it on yesterday's episode. That's that's bulletin board material. Not that you need any. It's the Super Bowl. If you're not bringing your A game, you don't belong here. But you take a look at what the Bucs were able to do in the second half against the Chiefs, and they started to discover an answer. They started to figure some things out. They were running that bracket coverage over the top, giving Carlton Davis some help over the top with Tyreek Hill. They were doing it with Travis Kelsey. They were slowing those guys down. You cannot stop Tyreek Hill. You cannot stop Travis Kelsey. What you have to do is you have to limit their opportunities. And the way this secondary has played through the playoffs, it's not like they're going up against slouches, guys. It's not like they're going up against scrubs. Terry McLaurin is one of the best young wide receivers that we have in the NFL. Michael Thomas, his Twitter handle is Can't Guard Mike. And he, you know, he's torched the Buccaneers numerous times. Carlton Davis shut that down. You had Devontae Adams, the guy that led the NFL in touchdown receptions. You had the number one red zone offense in the National Football League, and they couldn't score in the red zone. Devontae Adams thought he had Carlton Davis on a little play that they ran down inside the five. Davis was all over it. You throw in Sean Murphy Bunting etching his name in NFL postseason history alongside Ed Reed with his three interceptions in three games. You have Jamel Dean, who has made a couple plays. You have Cockrell coming in and making a couple of plays. Jordan Whitehead and Antoine Winfield Jr. as the safeties. Hopefully, hopefully they're both healthy. They can both go. I am optimistic that both of them will be available for the Super Bowl. And you have Antoine Winfield Jr. out there forcing fumbles. You had Jordan Whitehead against the Packers coming in like a heat-seeking missile. Every opportunity that he got to get his body on the ball carrier, get his hand or his helmet on the ball, forcing a huge turnover to start the second half. These guys are going to be ready. So Todd Bowles is going to likely do a lot of what he did the the second half the first time around. And he's going to have safety help over the top, you know, for Tyreek Hill and for for Travis Kelsey. And I I think it's going to be one of those situations where the Bucks are going to give up yards. They are. They're going to give up yards just like they did to the Packers, just like they did to the Saints, but they're going to keep everything in front of them. The key is don't let Tyreek, Mecole Hardman, whoever, don't let them behind you. Keep it in front of you. Limit what they get. And then when you're inside of that, that red zone, you clamp down. You shut it down. You force them to opt to kick the field goal or even go for it on a fourth down and, and hope that you stop them there. But when when the Buccaneers are going up against this Chiefs defense, you have to keep everything in front of you and minimize the gains by the Kansas City Chiefs. That's how you're going to stop him. You cannot let Tyreek Hill run wild through the secondary and rack up 200 yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter. You can't do it. That will equal a loss 
and a very frustrating night for Bucks fans. And who knows, maybe the scheme that, that Todd Bowles comes up with is going to frustrate Bucks fans. But if it works, who cares? I, I was listening to the What the Buck Roundtable this morning, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in the third segment, little teaser. And Derek Fournier said, I don't care if you give up 1,000 yards. Don't let them score. I don't care about yards. Let them go up and down the field all they want. But don't don't give up 200 yards and two touchdowns to Tyreek in the first quarter. You minimize their opportunity as best you can. You maximize your ability to create mistakes by their offense. And that's how the Buccaneers are going to get out of here with a victory in Super Bowl 55. And a lot of it is going to hinge on Vita Vea up the middle. And Jason Pierre-Paul talked about that as well. You know, it during his media availability, he talked about, you know, he tells his interior defensive lineman, look, crash the middle. I'll take care of getting to him. You collapse the pocket. That's that's what I need you to do. You break up that pocket up the middle, and I will get to them. And and that's gonna be the attack plan for these Buccaneers. And the Chiefs didn't see Vita Vea. They did not go up against Vita Vea. They have no idea what he is capable of doing to the interior of their offensive line. So you have a mobile quarterback in Patrick Mahomes who can make amazing, amazing things happen. He's so fun to watch, as long as it's not against your team. You have Vita Vea crashing the middle, and if he's able to collapse the interior of that pocket the way he did against the Green Bay Packers, well, now Patrick Mahomes is looking to escape around the edges where you have two backup offensive tackles trying to contain Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. So now your odds of Patrick Mahomes trying to escape trouble and instead running face-to-face into those two guys increases greatly. You have to attack Patrick Mahomes as intelligently as you can, which means you can't send you know, three blitzers and, and do a jailbreak blitz and leave your guys on an island because Mahomes will get the ball away quickly and their speed will beat you. What you have to do is you have to be able to get pressure with your front line and get Mahomes uncomfortable. He's not great when he's under pressure. He's really not. And and we had Patricia Traina call in last week and discuss that. His quarterback rating, his numbers when he's under duress are not great. He's not like Aaron Rodgers who has this ridiculously high quarterback rating and completion percentage when facing a blitz. So getting the pressure from the edges, collapsing the middle with Vita Vea, and then you're sending Levante, you know, every once in a while. You're sending Devin White every once in a while. You may even send Antoine Winfield Jr. every once in a while, but blitzing consistently is a very fast way to lose this game. So you take a look, you run your bracket coverage over the top, you're limiting Tyreek, you're limiting Kelsey, you're getting your interior pressure with Vita Vea and Dominican Sue collapsing that middle. You have JPP and Shaq on the edges with an advantage because of the the backups they're going against, that's the key to winning this game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in my opinion. In my opinion. And, of course, there's other, there's other ways that the Buccaneers can make this happen, and we'll get into that as we continue to go through the week. But coming up here 
in uh, in the final segment. We're going to talk a little bit more about that roundtable, and then uh, I'm going to ask you all politely to indulge me. But first, we have to give a shout-out to more friends of ours. And look, one reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage, food, whatever the case may be. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? Don't do that. RockAuto.com is your answer. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Also, don't forget that no two people are alike and no two tax returns are alike either. Thankfully, TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you got married this year and have some questions about how that affects your filing status. Maybe you want an expert to review your return so you don't miss any deductions on the new house you just bought. Or maybe you want to hand the whole thing off from start to finish so you can focus on your blossoming baby photography career. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you, TurboTax Live tax experts give you the confidence to know that your uniquely you taxes are done right. Into it, TurboTax Live. Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday solo edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast here on Super Bowl week, talking about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers and your Kansas City Chiefs, but it was a Manning Monday yesterday on Locked On Giants. Host Patricia Trena has an exclusive interview with Eli and Archie Manning on the Locked On Giants feed right now. Get an inside look at one of football's premier family dynasties. Listen to a special edition of Locked On Giants after this podcast. Absolutely fantastic interview with uh, Eli and Archie there by Patricia Trena of the Locked On Giants podcast. It really was, it really was great. So I'm going to wrap things up here. Um... I mentioned that I, I listened to that What the Buck roundtable with Derek Fournier, old school. He had Mark Cook of Pewter Report, Trevor Sykema. Uh, he had NFLosophy from Twitter, Chris Fisher, formerly of the Bucks Brief podcast. And it, it really was. It was an absolutely fantastic show. But I want to say this, and I would I appreciate you all indulging me here. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get very personal with all of you. Because there's a lot of things going on with the Buccaneers right now. And there's a lot of different things that we can talk about. But I think it's nice to take a moment to step back and really look at all of this. And Derek had said for for Bucks fans right now, 
Soak all of this in. There is one game left in the NFL season, and it has been 18 years since the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have played in it. It could be 18 more years before they're in it again. It could be 30 years. It could be never. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are preparing to play in their second Super Bowl in franchise history. And there is a lot of relationships that have been built and created and maintained because of this football team. And I'm going to apologize now if I if I get a little emotional. I'm emotional just naturally. That's just how I am. It's how I'm built. I'm not really sure why. Um, I'm going to rewind the clock a little bit, and I'm going to speak about my father. And he's the reason I do what I do. He and my mom lived in St. Petersburg when the team was founded and began in 1976. That's where my sister was born. Um, So I grew up in a household that watched the Buccaneers whenever they could. Always followed them, but watched them whenever they could. Um, I watched my dad pour hours and hours and hours and hours for months on end um, over a computer, over a keyboard, typing away, typing away, typing away, trying to live his dream of being a author. And he he self-published a children's poetry book and it, it did well, but you know it was it was his dream. It was his passion and he he made it a reality. And I remember watching him do all that and and pour in all that work. And it, it was inspiring. So when I, when I realized that I could write and I had kind of a knack for it and I realized it in college when I was taking a, a, just a basic English class for my freshman year. Um, and I, I started to become interested in the fact that I, I pour so much time and energy and emotion into sports, I need an outlet for it. I can't continuously bother my my parents or, or my girlfriend or my friends about my obsession with sports. And so I started just typing things out and I called it my healthy outlet for an unhealthy obsession. And slowly, I started working my way through this and you know, joined blog after blog after blog. And I've, I've spoken about that on here. And it's been a long, long time of covering some really terrible, terrible football teams. You know, the Buccaneers have one winning record since I started covering them back in 2015. And my son, grow, you know, he, he grows up, he falls in love with football, he becomes a Buccaneers fan because daddy's always watching the Buccaneers. So... He's getting teased constantly at school because he's wearing a Jameis Winston jersey or he's wearing a Mike Evans jersey and, oh, the Buccaneers stink. You know, he's wearing a Josh Freeman jersey. Uh, the Buccaneers stink. Why do you root for them? They're trash. And he gets picked on. He gets made fun of because he loves the Buccaneers because he watched me watch the Buccaneers who watched my dad watch the Buccaneers. And to have this moment to have this opportunity in a world that is so uncertain and so abnormal right now, to have the chance 
to sit down, whether it's in person or it's on a Zoom call, and have three generations of of my family who have followed the Buccaneers, essentially going back to my dad since their inception, to sit down and watch a Super Bowl with this team in it, it means the world. So cherish, win or lose, cherish this run. Enjoy this ride because you never know when you're going to get an opportunity like this again. You never know when your team is going to be back in the championship. And I realize saying that in a a span where Tampa Bay fans have almost been spoiled, where the Lightning win the Stanley Cup and the Rays go to the World Series and now the Buccaneers are the first team to ever host their uh, a Super Bowl. It's very surreal, and it brings a lot of happiness to a lot of people that are struggling and a lot of people that are unsure about what's going to happen tomorrow because of everything that's gone on in our world over the last year. So when Derek talked about that on that roundtable, and I highly recommend you go listen to that, you know, Derek is, he's old school for a reason, and and he's an inspiration to a lot of people that are doing Buccaneers podcast. Now he is the OG and he really got me thinking about this and really started getting me thinking about how my dad inspired me to start writing. And it has turned into what it is now that I watched him pour his heart and his soul and his time and his money into his dream to write a book. And now I'm in a situation where following his lead, I'm covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a Super Bowl. I'm in these media rooms with these players. I'm getting to ask questions and I'm living my dream. So enjoy this week. Enjoy the time that you get to spend with your families watching the game. Enjoy the coverage that your team has and the national spotlight. But most importantly, don't take it for granted because you never know when your team could be back in this spot again. And from the bottom of my heart, I thank all of you and especially David. I I started this whole thing off by talking about relationships that, that a lot of us have that we wouldn't have without this football team. Whether it's it's people that you met at tailgates, whether it's the people that had the season tickets right next to you, or people that you've met on Twitter. For me, it's it's this crew that I get to work with at Bucks Nation. It's David, who I met at the Pewter Plank. I never would have met David if it wasn't for this. And now he and I are, are doing this podcast together. I consider him one of my dearest friends. I, I love him like a brother. You know, it's... This team has brought us all a lot more than frustration and heartache from losing seasons. It's brought us a lot more than getting to go to a Super Bowl. It's brought us closer with children, closer with parents. It's brought us to new friends that have changed our lives forever. So, again, Derek, thank you for for making me get into my feelings a little bit, but thanks to all of you for helping David and I realize our dreams and guys, it's going to be one hell of a ride. 
So with that, let's go ahead and get out of here. But one last shout out to some friends of ours over at 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana. 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring that launched exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launched on January 18th, and you can check it out exclusively at BlueNile.com. Of course, <clears throat> you can check out Round the Clock Super Bowl 55 coverage over at BucksNation.com. David and I will be back tomorrow with yet another special guest as we continue our Super Bowl preview week. You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Lock.